<laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming in early this morning. I know it's such a drag. And listen, I don't want to be, uh, you know, that guy that everybody talks about in the halls, like, well, I don't like him. And, oh, I, I find his kind of wealth off-putting. I think, you know, I'm, I'm just one of you guys, all right? I'm one of the crowd just because I own the place. NBD, and I think that these stand-ups are going to be really essential to that. I'm going to kind of just stay out of it, you know, just kind of be a fly on the wall. Really, Ian's going to run the show here. That's why we gave him the promotion, after all. Um, so, Ian, go ahead, take it away. I'm, I'm, I'm not even here. Not even here. Oh, uh, uh, thanks, uh, uh, fly on the wall, Travis. Uh, so, um, so uh, first note is uh, something from HR. Uh, I know some of you monks have leveled up, and we are, I mean, just very, very proud of you. Um, and while your drunken master monastic tradition is, um, you know, part of that, and again, so proud of you for, um, you know, hitting that milestone, um, we need you to reel it in a little bit so that it's not disturbing others. Um, yeah, just a little note from HR. That's from them, not me. Um, and, uh, um, oh, and, uh, last night is, uh, Bernice, uh, conjured up Goodberry muffins, uh, that she, she conjured up herself. So, uh, those are in the break room. So feel free. Wonderful. Bernie, you, you did a great job. I can't wait to dig into those muffins. Um, and guys, I know you, uh, some of you are concerned that I have the mind flayers kind of walking around the office. Don't worry, okay? This is a new part of an experimental performance review where we kind of pry inside your mind to know how you really feel about the workplace, okay? And this is really for us to get better. I mean, this will make us all better. So, you know, if you can kind of feel their um, icy telepathic tendrils uh, tearing into your mind, just let it happen, okay? It's, it's quicker than a survey, people. Um, all right. Uh, let's get back to work. All right. Yeah. Grab one of those breakfast burritos on the way out uh, and Venmo me whenever it's fine. One hundred years ago, Marcus Royals founded the finest adventure architecture firm in the Forgotten Realms. Now, his firstborn son, Travis, along with lead designer Ian of the Hills, are tanking the company one failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their dinky dungeons, shitty strongholds, or crappy castles. Welcome, one and all, to the very first, the inaugural podcast from the Royals and Royals Adventure Architecture Firm. I am Travis Royals. And I'm Ian of the Hills. And together, we are the ultimate dream team when it comes to designing your perfect dungeon. There's nobody better than us. Right, Ian? I mean, I can't think of anybody better. I mean, there was that one company, but, you know, that after that uh, fire incident, I feel like we're definitely on top. Yep. See, a client did order a complete fire dungeon, and when they got there, it was uh, several small flames. It was a real problem. Um they said, fire, it should be more on fire. And, uh, well, and then I think they fired them. And they were fired. <laughs> Ian, and that's the type of stuff that I can't wait to p put on wax with you. There's a reason we're recording this, and it's so that people can learn from our thought leadership. Uh, maybe maybe see peek behind the curtain and see what it takes to design uh, the Forgotten Realms' best dungeons. You may remember us from... Dragon Cave. Oh, and don't forget the Cave of Dragons. And, of course, the Cave of Dragons. we That's right. We dabble in a little of this, a little of that. There's nothing we can't do. Uh, a haunted house, one shot, just for you and the kids. Uh, a, a, a dodgeball dungeon. That's right. This is a dungeon filled with traps and cannons that are going to blast you to kingdom come. Perfect for the PE teacher out there who's looking to give his kids something that they don't expect. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that some of the experiences that we've done have uh, really highlighted the ingenuity of our team and uh, this really the outside the uh, box thinking, uh, outside the red box thinking, if you know what I mean. I don't. And essentially what we do on this show is that we are going to design pro bono dungeons. That's right. We are, we are so successful here at Royals and Royals that we can spare the time, all right? to take some of our fans' requests and give them a dungeon experience free of charge. Ian, are we still aligned? Is that still the premise? Oh, I think that's absolutely great. You know, I've been uh, really wanting to uh, give back to the community. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's kind of been a, a thing that it's been really like near and dear to my heart. And I think it's really exciting that, um, that one, that you want to work with me and I get to do this with you. I mean, you're the, the owner of the company. That's right. Yes. I mean, and we do miss my father, of course, his legacy will never be forgotten. But now that I am in charge of Royals and Royals, it's time for me to dabble in cutting edge technology like PCASTs, like scalping the best talent from our rivals. That's how I got Ian here. I offered him absolutely no additional money. But what did I offer you? Opportunity. That you did. And I mean, you know, you're so much closer to my home than the other one. And that did end up being the <laughs> the real decision maker on that. I don't know if you can hear. I've got wargs outside. They're they're barking up a storm. Um, something we're trying to get under control. Uh, basically, one of our shipping containers busted open, uh, delivered to the wrong address. It went to HQ, not to storage. So something we're we're dealing with. If you hear that, um, well, Ian, should we dive into our our first ever letter? I, I'm so excited. I mean, I, 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 who would have thought that in our first episode, we already had fans asking for free uh, castles and dungeons and all of that. I'm look, looking forward to finding out what, uh, who they are and what they could possibly want. That's just the reputation of this agency. You know, it goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days. And uh, it's, it's something that dad built and that we are now going to um, try to try to resurrect because we are in a bit of a slump. Uh, okay. I'm unfurling the very long letter here. Oh, wow. It's, it's a lot of paper, but it is not a lot of text. I, I'm not sure what happened here. I forgot to cut the scroll, I guess. Maybe it's a very, is it a very fancy one where it's like a, you know, where they got all like the extra, you know, stationary sheets and things like that. Not only is it fancy, but the, the initial, the very first letter is so large that I'm having trouble reading the rest of the text. It's 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 one extremely large H. I mean, this guy's just old school, I guess. Dave, his name's Dave. Dave's a little old school. All right. Dave says. Hello, Travis and Ian. My name is David. I guess he prefers David. I prefer Dave. My name is Dave. I am a dungeon master and father of four. My oldest son, Jason, is having his Eagle Scout ceremony on Zoom on Saturday. Do you know Zoom? What is Zoom? Hey, I'm unfamiliar. Zoom? Zoom. Maybe some sort of drug. That he's going to be on Zoom. Okay. Well, listen, I like uppers as much as the next guy. He's going to be an Eagle Scout ceremony on Zoom on Saturday. And to celebrate, I would like to run a scouting-themed one-shot. Please craft me an adventure worthy of his accomplishment. Thanks, David. Dave, I call him. Wow. So, I mean, so, I mean, he says scouting. I mean, I, I imagine if they're Eagle Scouts, that this must be like, a, you know, like the, the Aarakocra, like the bird people. Um, is that what you think he's referring to? And that's the only thing I can imagine, Ian, is that he is some sort of Aarakocra uh, ranger in training. Like Eagle man, I mean, that's, right? That's all I get from this. The He's a Aarakocra yeah. Eagle Man that's going to be fully zoomed out of his mind on Saturday in, in time for a ceremony. I mean, it's a great culture, and they definitely do have some good Zoom, some good moon dust, um, a, a lot of really good things going going through those cultures. 
I mean, so, and, you know, I mean, I, I imagine, you know, I, I've never actually met an Aarakocra myself, but I imagine, you know, they're, they seem to be fairly rare. Uh, you know, what, why do you think they need to have so many scouts to like protect their territory? You know, what, what kind of treasures do you think they're guarding? Well, I think that it's mostly um, the things that they define as treasure. And I don't want to be small minded. Look, I, I understand the culture that, that exists today, but a lot of times these bird people will find things that aren't treasures to you and I, but are going to look great in the nest. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Shiny bits of ribbon, um, you know, shiny Very bits of buttons. Oh yeah. They love a good button. Um, yeah. I mean, little gobbets of meat. Uh, yep. I, I, they love gobbets. And who doesn't? I mean, listen, I, I go to Gobbit's down, down the street for brunch every now and then, and it, it's delicious. I mean, they cook it right in front of you, and then they spit it back up in front of you, too. Um, okay, so let me let me just let me look here. I've got uh, I've got a let's see. Okay, I am I'm looking at Eagle Scout, and I'm seeing. Um, I'm not seeing many birds. Well, that's weird. I'm, you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing badges. Okay. And I'm seeing knots. Okay. I don't see a bird in the bunch. Well, now that's just that's just absolutely. Awful. Do you think that maybe there's some? You said not. So maybe are they like a type of spider? Maybe maybe a spider dungeon is really the good scenario we need. You know, like with ropes and and netting and things like that. Well, I think I was going, if you aspire to be an eagle, why dream? Become. Oh, but then, and then maybe you, you got to make sure you tie the knots the right way so that when you fall, you land in something cushy. Yeah, you're going to need to tie it real good. And I don't know how easy that's going to be with Aarakocra hands, to be honest with you. I never quite understood Aarakocra hands. They're, they're part wing, they're part hand, I guess. I think they use their feet. Okay, well, that's talent. I pay to see it. Um, maybe it's some sort of, you know, it looks like there's a lot of camping that these these are. So these are young. I'm seeing young men. I'm uh, 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 there's they've got sashes. Okay, so maybe it's. I mean, maybe they are aspiring to become birds. Maybe it's bird camping. Okay. Maybe maybe they need to go on a quest to find all of their feathers. And for the record, I love that, and I also love spiders. You think that these, these it's, it's about, you know, I don't know how big David's party is. Let's say four kind of traditional that's the that's usually the default that we're building these dungeons for is is four but listen don't don't let that intimidate you if you if you've got a party of 40 we can accommodate okay absolutely uh, but i'm thinking four young adventurers that want to become birds collecting their feathers through some sort of camping experience from the spider that stole them from them Okay, so it is is and uh, what what kind of uh, we listen? We've got a lot just looking at the catalog here. There, I've got a few spiders. Any in particular that you're you're thinking? There is actually a particular like, type of spider that I am thinking of. Uh, my uh, my best one of my best friends. Um, I I don't know if I've introduced you to him or not, but um, his name's Gary, and uh, he is um, he, he is not a spider per se. Um, but he is a, uh, drider, uh, which means okay. he is half drow and half spider. Yeah. And it rhymes. So yeah. that's, that's convenient. Mm -hmm. So kind of, kind of, a, a loth, a follower of loth, if you will. Uh, yeah, I uh, really kind of uh, more of a punishment from loth, but, um, you know, but yeah, you think of it like a, a spider centaur scenario. Well, listen, pro or anti loth. I mean, we don't let politics really, uh, change our minds here at, at the, Oh no, no. Gary's a great guy. And I mean, but it, I mean, he's, he's actually looking for work. So, I mean, like really, if we can give these uh, pro bono dungeon and give Gary some work, I mean, this would, I think be a win-win for all parties involved. 
let's get Gary in the woods. Let's get him at the very center of this kind of experience. But I do think these these boys seem to be um, it's it's a very plush. I mean, camping experience. I'm I'm used to these youngins given nothing but a couple uh, pitons and a bedroll, send them out in the world and see what they can do. But I'm thinking that these these kids might need like some cabins and and uh, an archery range. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of activities. Uh, whatever these kids are doing. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I mean, I feel like whatever they're working towards, maybe they. Um... Maybe they're. Uh, you said they like to collect badges. They, I'm seeing. I'm, I got to be honest with you, Ian. I'm seeing too many badges. What it's, if the What if the badges kind of uh, Voltron together to make a sort of key to be able to access Gary the Drider uh, in the first place? We've got a classic collectathon dungeon going here. We've got feathers. We've got badges. I think we need to decide. It sounds like the badges are kind of your achievements your side quests and the feathers are kind of the, the main goal. What are we thinking? We're like five feathers. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, well maybe they're, they're, maybe they're individual magic feathers. So it's one for each member. That's beautiful. And I love that. And can I tell you that I once, um, you know, went to one of these very fancy summer camps. Oh, did you, uh, what, what was it like for you? What did you do? Well, dad sent me there to, uh, claiming that I was not really relating to the common Forgotten realms or um, saying that I was acting all hoity-toity uh, because I, I didn't want to, you know, eat cafeteria food. I had no interest in rubber band balls, all the other things my, you know, my kids my age were into. But listen, I, it's not my fault that I grew up wealthy. No, I mean, uh, there's no one to there's no one to blame for that, really. I mean, it's uh, um, a, a victimless, even, victimless crime, really. Who would you even blame? My father. I, I mean, that seems. Um, would you blame my father, Ian? I, 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 that seems like kind of uh, disrespecting the dead, doesn't it? And I had forgotten that. Yes, my father is dead. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's kind of that undead scenario, so I don't really know what the, you know, the uh, etiquette is on how you refer to them. He's passed. Uh, he was here past week. He was here very recently. Oh, okay. How, how, well, how was that? Was that awkward? He's uh, un unhappy. He's got a lot of problems with what I'm doing in the agency, and I, I just got to tell him, like, look, long picture here, long picture long picture here dad it's it, it, think years in advance think of how good all these decisions i'm making right now they look bad sure i, I mean uh Spen spending not, all this money from here on. from my perspective i love all the changes you've made thank you so much ian i you know i he basically he's looking at this ten thousand dollar podcast studio and he's asking me like really do we think doing pro bono cases is going to, and I'm like, it's the ads dad. You got a, a scare space, uh, uh, Casper, the ghosts mattresses. Um, it's that, that's, what's going to brutally bring in the big oh, bucks. I'm thinking all, all those bards with the quips. Uh-huh. <laughs> Quip. <laughs> yep. Quip brush, which of course fills your mouth with all those great bard uh, quips written by bards. So you don't, yeah. you don't have to take a level in it. You can just have those quips at the ready. A quip quiver, if you will. Uh, indeed. Um, I will actually. Well, so, um, you know, uh, going back to your experience at camp, you know, where you had to learn to eat cafeteria food and the like, um, you know, what was, um, what was the thing that the activity that you like to do the most besides bug juice? Let me tell you the, the, the impoverished in, in these nations have something amazing, uh, Ian, and it's called bug juice and bug juice is a incredibly sweet, uh, syrup that is, um, ground up from little wings and things of, of flying giant insects that plague the camps. Um, and it is delicious. And so help me, Gord, if we don't have one pitcher of bug juice in this camp, I'm going to lose my entire mind. 
I mean, absolutely. It sounds uh, extremely delightful and very refreshing. Uh, perhaps, you know, maybe uh, uh, it can be strategically placed at a moment when they are feeling tired and exhausted to refresh them and give them the energy to continue onward. Bug juice, pick me up. Yeah. I want so much bug juice. One of the things we did in, in uh, another thing outside of the cafeteria was white water rafting. Okay. Now, um, in this day and age in the Forgotten Realms, you know, we, we try to be pretty like multicultural and um, a lot of different aspects. Uh, do we want, does the water have to be white? Well, I mean, I'm glad you're you're calling me on that and keeping me open minded. I don't think it should be water at all. I think it should be bug juice. Oh, bug juice rafting. Bug juice rapids. I love Maybe it. Maybe it's there at a moment to quench their thirst, but all of a sudden, uh-oh, there's a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And you got, you know, all kinds of cre creepy crawly critters, you know, just floating downstream on that. And of course, the next thing you know, bug juice waterfall. Am I right? Bug juice waterfall. And and this offers a lot of classic moments. One of the things we like to bake into these dungeons is uh, some cliffhangers. And if and the more literal the cliffhanger can be, the better, in my opinion. So yeah, absolutely. let's get let's get these kids kind of in a chain of four hanging off the cliff. Uh, maybe get some of our uh, NPC employees in there in the mix. Maybe get that train. I mean, you know what I've never seen in one of these dungeons is as people are piled on to hanging off the side of the waterfall, eventually the chain just gets so long that you can just very easily touch touch the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I think uh, really, you know, we set it up to look like it's a scary, terrifying uh, bug juice fall. And, um, you know... Uh, you know, they're all doing what they can to try to slow the boat down. And, you know, everyone's, you know, making, you know, dex checks and yada, yada. And then, you know, next thing they know, it's like a three-foot drop. And they just kind of all get a little bit wet. And they just kind of stand up and walk out of the, the bug juice. I think it would be a real great, uh, you know, uh, joke for everybody. And I think it really they will learn a lot of lessons about life from there. And that's part of, I think that we need, we're now establishing that, there's there's kind of these counselors maybe in the camp that ultimately won't let these kids come into danger. And I think that these counselors are Aarakocra. Oh, yeah, of course. Aarakocra who have completed these trials and, you know, rest, you know found sense. their feathers from Gary, you know, previously. Right. These aren't, these aren't, these are not born Aarakocra. They're converted Aarakocra, but um same same in my book you know um you, you said gary the the drider is that my saying that right that's correct yeah gary the drider is he gonna be comfortable with um n not being so vicious because oh. i'm thinking this is if we're dealing with kids this has got to be a, a level level one to three dungeon maybe tops oh for sure i mean like i would i would say gary wouldn't hurt a fly but you know kind of his spider tendencies will he kick in and eat you know. flies to live yeah. yeah that makes sense but uh, other things i i i i you know i i can check with him i'll make a note here just to, let's see uh, call Gary. Is Gary a sociopath? Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, I'll double check with that, but I, I feel confident that he should be good. But you know, if not, um, you know, maybe we just uh, get a giant tarantula scenario. I love it. Uh, yeah, if if Gary's busy or whatever, we just get a normal, unthinking giant tarantula. I think that's a really good backup plan, and we obviously do have um, plenty as long as that shipping container also doesn't doesn't falter yeah well um, i think we have a couple of the shipping containers we haven't opened in a long time and there's probably one or two in there as we speak so uh we open them and it's just cobwebs but that's good because that's what's supposed to be there exactly <laughs> it's kind of a beat moment where we open it and it's like oh the cobwebs that must be bad but we're like hooray cobwebs the spiders are still here Yes, I, I mean, shipping container is the best way to move um, spiders and home them uh, over long periods of time, you know, so. As you'll notice something I'm working on is, I'm, I'm again, I'm always thinking about the the long vision, whatever I said earlier. I think it was um, long vision, yeah. I'm always thinking long vision, and I'm already thinking about how to turn this podcast into a comedy uh, show on one of the many streaming platforms, and, and what 
kind of some good visual gags. You know, the, I love this medium so much, and it's great for uh, real, uh, true thought leadership, which is what this podcast is. But eventually, you do need to break into the visual medium, wouldn't you say? See, now, I mean, I, I was surprised that you said that you wanted to turn this into a, a you know, a comedic thing, because I, I feel like, you know, everyone here takes their jobs pretty seriously. And while I do think there is the possibility of, um, you know, some fun antics, I was kind of thinking that you were going to go maybe more of a um, magical menagerie route. Okay. I mean, I'm open to it. And I do think what we have kind of our next week of work laid out in front of us is just thinking about different pilots that we could pay to make and listen the skies are oyster we gotta go ahead and have like let's do 10 pilots one the menagerie thing you just said one the uh family guy thing that i'm interested in um and we just kind of see what sticks you know I mean that sounds wonderful, but um, well, yeah, but well, I mean, we I mean we should probably get back to finishing this dungeon and um, you know see what's uh, you know sticking with these spiders. Okay, so I uh, and I do think one of the things we're going to need to nail to the wall is these badges. Do um, you have any ideas for what these badges could be? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the 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 very first badge you're going to need is, um, you know, probably. Um, um, a seduction badge. And interesting um, that you go right there. Um, seducing Gary? Uh, you know, that's not what I had in mind, but um, I, you know, I think seducing that... Seducing a counselor? Um, you know, I think it's just, uh, you know, I mean, seduction can mean a lot of different things. Maybe it's just trying to, uh, you know, get something to, you know, eat something out of your hand or, um, you know, get them to come over to your side and maybe help rescue you from falling off of a, a cliff, uh, a bug juice fall, if you will. Um, okay, so seducing animals. So uh, seducing sure. or, or, or even counselors. I mean, what if it's a very lazy counselor, you know, and you got to get them to get off their tuchus and come get you. I, you know, I think you were onto something when it was seducing animals to come eat out of your hand and or rescue you from a waterfall. I think no need to plus up the badge is a seducing animal badge. Okay. It's, it's winking at a deer. It's, um, cat calling a cat. It's getting these animals interested in you. And it doesn't mean that the, these boys are going to take it further than that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, um, you know, there's nothing wrong the with uh, some, you know, harmless seduction, as long as all parties are interested and willing to partake in it. And can animals consent? It's one of the things that our next episode of the podcast will explore. I'm sure. So that's one badge down, and I like where we went with it. I, uh, here's another one, cheese making. Oh, that's an excellent one. I mean, I think that um, a lot of, uh, you know, scouting adventurers have a lot of skills that are extremely applicable to cheese making. I mean, you have, um, you know, animal handling, so because you got to convince the cows to give you the milk in the first place, right? I mean... So it kind of sounds like you're turning the cheese making badge into an animal seduction badge again. Oh no, not at all. I mean, that's you know that is one facet of it, you know. But I mean, after that, it's uh, you know, it's a lot. Right. Of... It's just the first facet of cheese making is seducing. Sure. The cow. Well, mostly I was upset because my the camp I went to as a child did not have cheese making, and it's mostly the only reason I went. Dad lied. Dad said they were going to have cheese making class, and they didn't. They just had arts and crafts. Oh gosh! I mean, yeah. I guess you want to. Do you want to talk about this maybe later after work? And we go get a beer, and we could just kind of talk this out. I'm drinking right now, and I'm going to talk about it right now. Have you ever seen a god's eye? This is a powerful artifact. Um, you know, I, I, I the, there was a time that I uh, was uh, on my way to work, and I got lost. Um, you know, I was trying to chased off the road by some brigands, and um. You know, I was, I thought I was going to die myself. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of just saying every prayer I could to Uthgar and whoever. And, uh, I, I feel like I saw a God's eye open up and, uh, lead me the way, uh, back to get to safety. But uh, is that what you're referring to? Wait, what highway did you say you were off of? Uh, the, um, the, you know, uh, the beggar's pass. 
Beggar's Pass. That that's the camp I went to. Oh, can you the Beggar's Pass camp? Can you describe the, the one that's the right by Beggar's Pass? Canyon? Yes, it's next to Beggar's Canyon, and and you do we do have our um, our bouldering exercises there. Um, can you describe the God's Eye you saw? Uh, well, it was uh, it was really one of those scenarios where you kind of like you see like a uh, like a peacock feather up in the clouds, kind of wave and like in that kind of like circle thing, and there you see like an eye looking down upon you, and it's it's uh, a little bit terrifying, but um, you know it seemed to worked out uh, in my favor. Reason I'm asking is because I left my God's eye there. I, I could never find it again, and I'm wondering if maybe through some uh, you know, divine circumstances, it found its way to you. I mean, that's very possible. I will say the eye seemed to be a little bit more feminine. Would would it have been like a goddess eye, or do you think it was a? I a god? I heard that a lot in my teens. Okay, and I have to say that being wealthy has a certain feminine energy about it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I forgot to tell you, but you, you know, those those new heels you're wearing do make you look just incredibly powerful and um, have an extremely commanding presence. And thank you. I am a boss bitch. And not only that, but when you are endowed with such things as a placemat, uh, such things as a doily, people assume that you can't hang with the big boys, and they call your god's eye feminine even today i'm hearing it from someone i thought i respected and this is something that i'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life and that's why i own it with these boss ass heels right here and i mean and it's really working for you so um did i just blind you just then when i flashed those heels in your direction um i would say that you didn't not blind me okay so they are working that's good all right, so we've got the arts and crafts station. We've got the cafeteria, which, of course, will be replaced by the uh, Bug Juice Mountain when they inevitably mm-hmm. don't pass their checks with the pitcher. Yeah, well, um, and, I, and I think maybe the Bug Juice, uh, maybe that's just, um, you know, a general sort of uh, rafting badge, right? Yeah, yeah, that's rafting. That Eric Oker just comes up to you after you survive that waterfall drop and just, boom, rafting. And they're like, this, this wasn't one of the feather things. I that, And that's something I do want to get to is I, I still don't really know how they're going to get these feathers. And maybe that's part of what's interesting about it um, is, you know, we, we tantalize them. We keep giving them these badges and they're like, that's all well and good. But I was told I need to find feathers. Where are the feathers? Well, I think, well, is it... Uh... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I just got kind of a little bit of gassy just thinking about um, how excited this could be. Uh, um, all that cheese making and bug juice is just kind of, you know, had kind yeah. of a, a visceral response to that. High proxy. Um, the, uh, you know, I mean, perhaps maybe it's like kind of the lessons they learn by these badges is how they can use these to negotiate with Gary. You know, make him, um, you oh. know, uh, deliver him via raft a, uh, you know, homemade grilled cheese and bug juice, uh, you, you know, smoothie. Um, and for that, Gary will happily exchange the feathers they need. Wait, so it sounds like Gary's kind of a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Gary's a great guy. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's really kind of depending on how um, how how the scouts want to handle it, right? If they want to pick a fight with Gary, you know, Gary's ready to go, but... Okay, you're on to something that is one of my favorite things we do here at Royals and Royals Adventure Architecture Firm. That's the twist ending. And here's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining Gary kind of, he's at the, what, what do you call the store? The general store of a, the canteen. He's oh, at the, yeah. Gary works the canteen. He's been there all the time, the whole time. When he, when it's revealed, Gary, final boss Gary, Hello, Paige and Gary. <laughs> it's as simple as Gary taking off his canteen outfit. Uh, question. If, uh, you know, these uh, young scouts, if they are ages uh, 10 to 12, does it become a canteen or, n- or is that no? And I'm glad you're asking the hard questions. Fortunately, we do not have to cross that bridge today because from the photos, it's looking like Eagle Scouts are in the well into the canteen years. Uh, gotcha. Okay. 
I think we're I think we're good there. I mean, and look, unless David's young boy brings his siblings along, I did, he, and 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 I think this brings us to something that I've been meaning to talk about, and and again, away from building a dungeon in this episode, which is clearly something I'm going to enjoy. Um, let's talk about letter etiquette when you mail us something. Absolutely. Here's what we need to know: what you need from us. What you want from us, huh? Hierarchy of needs and wants. That's something you always need to know. And that's thought leadership tip number one. I need to know everybody in your party. I need to know race and class. I need to know favorite class in high school. Hey, hey, Travis, I, oh, I don't think we're allowed sorry. to ask race anymore. I think that was... Um... Well, proficient, uh, whatever you've dedicated your yourself to, I don't call it what you will. And thank you for keeping me honest, because I do want this to go viral in the convention circuits. And Lord knows you can't do that if you're uh, canceled or when you're canceled via conventions. Of course, it's called canceled. or when you're racist. Or when you are racist. Let me ask you, is there anything you would like them to include in the letters? Um, you know what? Uh, I really would uh, love for them to, uh, if they have an idea of a type of treasure they would like, if they want, uh, is the treasure the adventure they had along the way, or is uh, they looking for something a little bit more concrete? Okay. Or are they actually just looking for concrete? Hey, con it's a concrete jungle out there, and that's a great idea for a dungeon, and go ahead and write that down for me. Ian. All right, write that under Call Gary. Uh, concrete jungle. Call Gary Concrete Jungle. Um, or don't do any of that and just send us any letter you want. Cause I'm looking at my inbox here and I've got David and that's about it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure, you know, by the time we finish up this one, you know, and once people get their ears on this podcast, uh, people, more people will get a lot more people writing in. They're seeing how good we're doing, sticking to the script here, building this dungeon. What, what more can they want out of us for free? I mean, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe they want a chance to uh, maybe come on the show one time. And they can. Maybe. Well, eventually. Yeah. Season six. I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we have to vet them and, you know, get a full background check. Um, yeah. We need to hire the veterinarian. We got to cast Identify and Legend Lore on them. Um, you know, all mm -hmm. the pertinent ones. Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll handle that. Um. All right, so it sounds like we we're starting to build a map here. We've got the canteen. We've got all these other th things that I've said. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, you know what we don't have? Sure, we have the rapids, but where's the lake? Where's the dock to stare at the skies? Oh well, I think that's uh, where the where the waterfall leads into, right? You think the waterfall leads into the lake, the feeds into the dock? Okay, that's a pretty natural story progression. It's going to be a very water-themed kind of segment, but I'm I'm on board. Well, I, I well I do want to remind you, Travis, not water-themed, bug juice-themed, bug juice lake. You're thinking, yeah, it's going to be sticky, but it's going to be insightful and delicious. When I, when I was there sipping bug juice on the dock, and this is convenient because they'll just have to kind of dip their hand off the side of the dock, ladle it into their mouth to have the same experience. I stared at the stars and I, I realized my own impermanence. And I think that should be a badge. Existential crisis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, seeing the vastness of the stars laid out in front of them and realizing that it doesn't matter how much money they have, they'll never be worth anything. Wow. Um, and who bestows, is, who bestows them this badge? Who bestank? <laughs> who, who, I bestank. <laughs> who bestows them this badge? Um, well... I mean, I think the Aarakocra are clued in. They're, they're Eagle Scouts. They got, I mean, they're, any good counselor is going to know when his kids are kind of freaking their freaking lid out. You know, imagining the, how small they are in the universe. My counselor did. He shook me. Absolutely. He shook me and said, get ready. The pillow fight's coming. You have to get ready for the pillow fight. And I mean, there's probably got to be a couple of like hallucinogenic bugs in that bug juice. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's really going to exacerbate and really, you know, kind of give them that full awakening. Uh, 
these boys aren't ready. These boys aren't ain't ready for they been they might been on a trip before, but they ain't been on a trip before if you kind of catch what I'm doing there with my words. Um and I think that's good. And I do think it comes to uh my other favorite camping activity, pillow fighting. Okay. All right. So we're doing a five badge scenario. We've got um seduction, cheese making, uh rafting, existential crisis, and pillow fighting. And that's going to be the perfect cap on on this little cheeseburger we've created. Um, one thing I'm worried about, pillow fighting's typically done with feathers. Uh, I mean, that's true. Um, you know, perhaps it's, uh, you know, it's an ability of how do you make a pillow without pillow, without uh, pillow making material of feathers and uh, are able to improvise. I don't know if you've ever gotten in a pillow fight with some of these kind of uh, thomopedic uh, pillows that, that are out there, but these things hurt. Oh, yeah. You get, I knocked, mean, you get knocked around with one of those foam bad boys. You're getting your teeth knocked out. Definitely get some bludgeoning damage for sure. Yeah, the, these boys are going to have to be ready, and I already feel bad for them because – Ironically, this is the one part of the quest where they might die. Uh, well, luckily, I mean, you know, we've got that bug juice on hand to kind of, you know, refresh them and, uh, you know, bring them back to full health uh, as, as the need arises. They might get one sip in, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a dry night. Okay. <laughs> Once these boys step in the ring, I mean, this is how I remember it. I, I, I got knocked out my first pillow fight. Did you? Uh, who who were you pillow fighting with? It was me. It was Counselor Charo. Uh-huh. It was Dylan Fence. Okay. And I didn't realize that Charo was uh, refing. I didn't realize that Dylan had stuck his soap in the pillow. That's one thing that I, yep. I, I, and this was at, at pillow fight club. That's, that was the norm. I didn't mm-hmm. need, oh, uh, yeah. and, and nobody prepared me. I, I'm here with my dinky flat, you know, I mean, I'm 16. I have that flat 16 year old pillow that you use it. And you're like that. I don't even know if this is a pillow. Meanwhile, Dylan fence, he's got a pillowcase basically filled to the brim with Olay. I'm knocked out first swing. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that are in like your adventuring kit that seem like uh, easy to overlook, but I mean, you know, throw a couple daggers in there and, you know, things like that. And you got yourself a pretty uh, 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 brutal weapon there. And I think that's what's going to have to happen for these kids is they've had a nice soft time. They've been saved at the waterfall and then they have to get a little bit of an awakening. And it's actually pretty good to do it right after they've had the existential crisis, I think, too, because you don't really have time to fret um, when survival mode kicks in. Yeah, I mean, you know, your life is forfeit. So, I mean, you know, why not just get in there and start, you know, swinging? Yeah, bloody someone up, why don't you? I'm worried for them, but I think they're going to do just fine against the the gladiatorial kind of pillow fighting ring that I'm imagining in my mind. Um, and then but then I think we have to have the big reveal of of Gary yeah, this whole time. He's been the lovable canteen guy, person to confide in. And now all of a sudden we're going to reveal Gary's a giant spider. And you probably should have known that because he had eight legs sticking out of his damn uniform the whole time. Absolutely. And the the webs probably would have been a big giveaway as well. Yeah. I mean, the canteen is just covered. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention he's like, you know, underground because he hates sunlight and all that. Yeah, he's constantly, he's just sounds really bad. (laughs) He sounds really evil. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about a thing. Oh, I love Gary. Oh, and that that clicking noise he makes with his like uh, you know mouth mandible kind of scenario thing that he's, he's got. He's always you know? clicking with his mandible. Oh, I I know Gary. Okay, send shivers up my spine. I mean, if I didn't know he was such a nice guy, you know, it'd be a real problem. That's right. Gary was at the holiday party. God, I was blotto. <laughs> I had all that Zoom that night. That was bad times. 
Um, all right. So Gary, I think, should be revealed probably. I mean, we already have the arena. Listen, part of Dungeoneering and one of the – it's budget. Okay, David, we're doing this pro bono for you, and we're still going to build the damn thing, but we don't have space for another place to have the final battle. We're going to do it right there in the pillow fighting arena. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's uh, kind of a, a, a real uh, uh, survival of the fittest, you know, make your way to the top and, you know, fight Gary or be ready to serve him a, you know, homemade cheese sandwich with a cup of uh, bud juice smoothie. Mm-hmm. And he and, will give you know, you talk credit. to him about like the depths of the universe and how insignificant they are. And he's gonna he's gonna give you the feathers, but only after you kill him. And you know, listen, we'll talk to Gary, figure out how we can do the pratfall. But I, I don't think he'll actually have to die. At least, um, not for free, not for a free client. I mean, I think client. we've got a couple uh, clerics on hand that could you know resum if need be. Oh, that's right. Death is impermanent. Yeah. That's really nice. That's a nice part of living where we live. I bet you, I hope where David lives, death is also impermanent. I mean, absolutely. I mean, as long as a Sarah hasn't moved in over there, then he's probably okay. Can you imagine if death was like it? Oh, God. I mean, it was just worst. I, I mean, like, I, I just can you imagine just like fearing for your life at any given moment all the time and just like not, you know, thinking that you're ever going to see your family ever again? Oh my God. That's, it's, it's, uh, and this is where I say my blessings. Okay. Who, who do you say what? your blessings to, uh, Travis? I mean, you know, not to get, you know, too deep into your spirituality, but I was just curious, you know, do you have a particular uh, pantheon that you, uh, you know, shout out to? Well, when I've been told this is healthy, I do pray to my dad. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, he I have a, proof of his existence, you know? Yeah, it's, that's true. Uh, he is an extremely powerful lich. Um, and He brought me into this world. Yep. He'll take me out of it. <laughs> I yep. mean, I know that. And then he brought himself <laughs> back into this world. And he brought himself back to this world. I mean, he's pretty powerful. And also, I uh, i mean, I look around and everything I've got, I say, thank you, Dad. But I mean, it's important to remember me. that, you know, like power has limits. And, you know, as powerful as is, you know, he did have a legally binding contract that in the event of his demise that you take over the company and it hasn't really been able to wrest control of it back from you. And that seems like a strange choice. And I'm wondering if it is a curse because you know dad's always got a plan you may not know exactly what it is but he's always got a plan that's going to fuck you completely and entirely up and over and he works in mysterious ways my dad most of which include really laying into me and punishing me for the fact that I am his son. Well, Travis, I want you to know that, uh, you know, I'm really grateful that you hired me on and I look forward to, you know, being there and supporting you in this company, you know, no matter what comes and, you know, well, you know, whatever happens to you happens to the rest of us. And I think we all got your back on that. And I don't know if it's David being such a sweet father or all this talk of my dad, but I just want to let you know, Ian, that I do think of you as someone's son. Oh, that's that's so sweet. No one's ever told me that before. <laughs> I mean, you got to be. I, I I assume so as well. Just based on, I mean, general pattern recognition, what I know about biology, you got to be someone's kid. Yeah. Unless you're like one of those like Asimar who gets like reincarnated or something like that. Yeah. I mean, but that, listen, that's, I, a, I that's another episode. And I'm can getting squishy. Later. I'm getting gooey. I know. I know. I'm soft hearted. It's just kind of who I am. So sue me. I mean, who knew this podcast was going to get so vulnerable? Well, I think when you went to existential crisis, it was really the only direction it could have gone. But I mean, I think that we've created a pretty solid dungeon for Dave. What do you think? Let's put the kibosh on this thing. I mean, we are, you know, we've got that meeting coming up in like 15. I mean, this is it. Uh, Which (laughs) meeting? Oh, sorry. You're not in that. 
that's kind of to discuss the the future of the design department. And I know you're head of it, but I think we need to have a couple meetings before you, you are kind of folded into the mix. Oh yeah. I mean, that absolutely makes sense that the people that are, um, don't really understand the day-to-day operations of it would make all the decisions about how that department would be run. I, I absolutely get that. I mean, well, you know, uh, well, you know, I don't want to keep you the meeting. I know you probably need some time to prepare for that. So, um, but yeah, I, I think we did a great job today, especially and for our listen, first one. If you peek into that meeting and see some unfamiliar faces, please don't be threatened. Okay? Oh, no, I, I would never dream of, uh, you know, eavesdropping or peering into that or um, scrying or any of those scenarios. That's right. You do know scrying. Okay. Well, something to contend with. I think we did great on our first episode. I think that the people are going to love this. I think David's going to love this as is David's child that I forget the name of, but I'm sure is very important and healthy. Um, Ian, do you, any, any parting words that you'd like to give the people out there thought lead them? Oh, I just want to say that uh, um, everyone out there keep, uh, um, keep, building crazy dungeons or keep wanting to crazy dungeons built and we'll build them for you. And, um, we look forward to hearing your requests next time. Yep. And, uh, remember to send those to the email address that you're going to hear at the end of this. And this has been the very first episode of the Royals and Royals adventure architecture and firm podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon, free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappycastles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian, Travis was played by Travis, and you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy.